0: Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am delighted to be back with you. I know I say that every time, but I really mean it. I am so excited about this podcast episode, which is about the repair cycle, one of my absolute favorite concepts to teach. And also live out in my real life marriage. So I've got some fresh example to share with you today. Um, but I want to kick things off with just asking you this question. When you and your spouse have an argument, how long does it take you to recover? How long does it take you to recover? And do you process and talk about what was going on or do you move on like nothing happened at all? There are so many factors that are at play when it comes to how you recover as a couple. And everybody is a little bit different, but There are some things that I've noticed sort of across the board influence how you and your spouse are navigating these situations. One is really the question of what was modeled for you as a child, or what did you directly experience, meaning what did you see your parents do if they had an argument? Was it an explosive argument and doors were slammed and they just went to their separate corners? Or did you see them argue and then come back together and eventually be, you know, back in a good space as a couple? Also, what was modeled to you? Like, if you were upset with either a sibling or even your parents, like, how was conflict handled and dealt with? That is so important because the environment that you grew up with and how you witnessed arguments and how you experienced having your own arguments as a child is going to be influencing how you approach it as a couple, right? The other thing you want to look at is the level of comfort and vulnerability you already have with each other. Even though you're married, right? You would think that you would have a deeply vulnerable relationship with each other and deep comfort with each other. But many of the couples that I work with don't have this, right? That's why they're seeking help and support because there's a block to their connection. They're not able to be vulnerable with each other. They're not able to feel comfortable and emotionally safe having the kinds of conversations that actually help them repair after they've had a disagreement. And so you want to just assess for yourself, like if I were to ask you on a scale of one to 10, one being little comfort, little vulnerability, and 10 being the most comfort, the most vulnerability, I guarantee you that that number is going to be playing a role in how quickly and how effectively you repair when you have a disagreement. And then the third factor that I see across the board that really plays a big part in how well you are able to repair is your own ability, both of you, right? Your own respective abilities to experience difficult emotions and still choose connection. Because that's the hard part, right? When you're frustrated with each other, you want to be frustrated, right? It is the human behavior, human reaction, and as a self-protective mechanism, it feels like your spouse is just not a safe person, not someone that you want to be around, not someone that you want to be connected to at all. And so your ability to hold in both hands, both I'm really frustrated with you, and also I am reaching out to connect with you, is really a master's level skill maybe even a PhD level skill, right, Um, that I'm happy to teach you, but I just want you to think about it that way, right? Like already in your life, you've mastered so many things. And what if everything that I'm always talking with you about is just a matter of you putting your mind to it, learning what needs to be learned, applying it, and then mastering it? Like that is the way that those are the steps to being able to repair quickly, right? So what I really, really want to sort of underscore for you is the the ability you have and the rapidity, if that's even a word, how rapidly, right? How rapidly you can repair and recover is a sign of how committed you are to having the kind of marriage that you want and that you love, right? Let me say that again, that how quickly you repair and recover after an argument is a sign of how committed you are to having the kind of marriage that you love. Now, I want to be clear, this is not saying it's a sign of how committed you are to your marriage, right? Like, we know you're committed. You're here listening because you are committed. But there is a difference between being committed to the marriage you have right now versus being committed to the marriage that you want to create together. And being able to have a disagreement, being able to have an argument and quickly get back into the zone of we're still building a marriage that we love is the key to actually getting there. Right? I just have this image as I'm as I'm saying this now. It's sort of like if you're building a sandcastle at the beach, right? You're building the sandcastle and you've like got it you know, maybe like two-thirds of the way there, and then a wave comes and crashes and smashes it down. You can sit there looking at being so frustrated by what happened, blaming everyone in the world for the occurrence, or you can say, okay, well, what did I learn here? right maybe this spot is a little bit too close to the danger zone so i'm going to move myself i'm going to make the adjustments i need to make and then back to building the sand castle right same exact thing with repairing after a disagreement or after an argument right and it's only when you keep your eye on the goal that those missteps and those hiccups don't matter Just really take that in. An argument here and there doesn't matter when your eye is focused on creating the kind of marriage that you want, creating the kind of marriage that totally lights you up, right? You will pick yourself up and you'll look at what you needed to do differently, and then you will go forward with more insight and knowledge. Even as I'm saying this, I actually did a post on Instagram today and also in my email. So either get on my email list or follow me on Instagram. But it was 10 questions that you can ask yourself after you have a disagreement or an argument that helps get you back into repair. That's just an extra bonus because it's not even in my notes for today, but it's so, so good. And as I was just sharing what I just said, like, again, so many things are popping into my head that I just, I'm here bearing so many gifts because I really want you and your spouse to have amazing communication because it is the gateway, it is the doorway to having the type of connection that you want and the type of experiences that you really desire in your marriage. Okay. So, small tangent, back on track now. <laughs> so, couples who have a hard time repairing are usually blocked by resentment and they're also blocked by past experiences with each other and just general emotional wounding. Right. So, when you have a lot of resentment or you have a lot of Past experiences that are frustrating, or you're just hurt emotionally, it doesn't feel safe to reach out to each other, right? It doesn't feel safe to try to process what happened. It doesn't feel safe to apologize. It doesn't feel safe to be vulnerable about what was happening for you. It doesn't feel safe to even just acknowledge what happened as something you don't want to be a pattern anymore right? And it is risky. I am not going to deny that it is. It is so risky emotionally to try to repair after you've had an argument. And it feels like in so many ways that you're exposing yourself to judgment, to rejection, or even more conflict, right? I hear so many couples say, I don't want to rehash the conversation because it's just going to bring it up again, and then we're going to have another argument, But when you don't even attempt to repair, you leave an open hole in your connection. It's like you fall down, you bust your knee, and it needs some stitches, but doesn't feel safe to go to the doctor and get the stitches. So it's just an open wound. That's what happens to your connection when you don't repair. And it becomes even harder to create that safety and that trust and that emotional intimacy that will help you and actually bond you as a couple. So when I thought about what would be the most valuable conversation to have about the repair cycle, and this is something I go in depth with inside the Marriage Upgrade. And today... I really thought it would be most helpful to focus in on the mindset. You will hear me stand on my soapbox about the mindset and your thoughts and your beliefs and the story you tell yourself, because it really is the foundation for being able to actually do a proper repair, And when I say repair, I probably should have mentioned this at the beginning. When I say repair, what I'm really talking about is cleaning up a mess, (laughs) right? Arguments are like having a big mess on the floor. And the repair cycle, the recovery and repair cycle that I teach is you going back and attending to all the things that needed to be attended to so that you can move on cleanly with like a clean slate with each other and not have like the heaviness and the resentment and the remnants of bad feelings towards each other from a disagreement or an argument, right? So now that we have that definition clear, the reason I can't just start with what to do, right? Because I could tell you to apologize. I could give you the best of the best ways to do that, right? Which is part of the repair, right? Apologizing, acknowledging what happened, admitting your role in the conversation, taking a left turn. But if your mind isn't there to really create a heartfelt apology, you will not achieve the result that you want, and in fact, it could make you feel even more frustrated if you do give that like half-hearted apology and your spouse doesn't respond the way you expect right? And so the way that I like to approach mindset is very simply. And I teach a concept called anchoring beliefs, right? So when you join the marriage upgrade, you have a whole set of five videos with core anchoring beliefs that are going to be like the foundation from which we build our thinking around to be able to take all of the loving actions and be able to implement all of the skills that you are learning. So I wanted to give you the experience of having some anchoring thoughts working on your mindset because this tool and this way of approaching making your marriage better is literally everything. It totally changes the game. Another side note, I had a wonderful call with a podcast listener. So if you're listening to this episode, yes, I'm talking about you. And she shared with me that her and her husband had gone through marriage coaching or marriage counseling, I think it was, and, you know, they reached the end of their, I want to say it was maybe like six weeks of working with the people they were working with, and, you know, they were sort of like released, (laughs) meaning it was like, you guys have all the skills, you have all the tools, you just have to use them. And as she was sharing with me that experience and still needing help, right, which is why she was on the call with me, my heart kind of broke. I'm not even going to lie, my heart broke because it was like, wait a minute, like the skills are only part of it. The skills don't guarantee anything, right? You have to change your thinking, change the story you have about each other, change the story you have about yourself in order to actually pick up the tools and use them consistently. And so I want to just underscore what a gift this work is that I get to offer you in helping you start with your mindset first. Because here's what I also know, when you literally change your brain and reset your thinking and rewire the way that you, you know, operate in your patterning, right? Because it's all just patterning and things that we learn from other people. It's not our true essence. Our true essence is love and compassion and forgiveness, all of the things of God, right? When you really get this mindset work, you will be able to use the skills like you breathe and blink, literally. It will feel automatic. So, I really believe that your marriage will only improve in proportion to the improvements you make in how you think and as a result of that, how you operate as a couple, okay? And I cannot reiterate enough how important the mindset piece is, okay? So I thought as I share with you anchoring beliefs that will really help you in your repair cycle, that we start with maybe six of the most common destructive beliefs that people have that keep them out of repairing. Because you have to identify sort of where you are first before I try to give you the new way of thinking. So I'm going to share the six Most common things I hear and see when couples first come to me in terms of how they're thinking about things after they've had an argument or disagreement. And these are the beliefs that keep them from being able to execute a wonderful repair, right? So one of the thoughts is they were wrong, they should apologize. How many times do you think this, (laughs) right? They were the one that's wrong, they should apologize, right? And so thinking that you're not going to be the one to apologize. You're not going to be the one to reach out because it's their fault. That's number one. Number two is the thought saying something now won't make a difference. Right? This is just one of those disempowering thoughts that just causes you to like stay in your little corner of the house, scrolling on social media, not being connected as a couple. This thought here, saying something now won't make a difference. How often Are you thinking that? Another thought, it's pointless to talk about what happened. It's just pointless. I don't want to rehash it, (laughs) right? Which is actually number four. I don't want to rehash our problems again. When you're thinking this, you're not going to have the conversation. When you're thinking this, you're not going to be able to look at what happened and learn the lessons and grow as a couple so that you can avoid it the next time. You're just going to let it be there because you don't wanna rehash it, right? Number five thought, I'm still upset or angry. Okay, yeah, you are human. This is not about you becoming a robot and never having any emotions, but you wanna just notice that like your commitment to being upset and angry is keeping you from the connection that you want to have with your spouse. And you just get to decide if that's how you want to be. And then the sixth belief that I hear that keeps people from repairing is, they don't care about my feelings, so why should I care about theirs? You can hear the pettiness in that, right? You can hear the sort of tit for tat. And when you think about that in a marriage it's just like, what in the world? What in the world is going on here? Do we have two adults in a marriage or two children? Because those are the exact conversations my six and eight-year-olds have with each other, right? Now, I'm saying that with love and also to call out your wise, higher self, you know, really mature adult because that person is in you. We all have this inner child inside of us that wants to like pout and, you know, be the victim of a conversation with our spouse. But that mentality is not going to get you what you want. And so you have to at some point decide like, I'm done. I'm done being so childish with my spouse. I want to approach this more maturely. And if that's where you are, these next set of thoughts, these anchoring thoughts are going to help you so, so much, okay? There are six of them. And I highly encourage you to get a pen, get a piece of paper, open that notes tab in your phone and write these down because they're not going to be automatic. They're not going to be the things that feel easily accessible when you're upset, but you do want to have them handy because they will change everything for you right? So number one, I want us to be successful as a couple. Just like let that thought marinate inside of you. I want us to be successful as a couple. This is so good because it takes the focus off of you specifically and puts it on the thing that you both care about and want to happen. This thought was really, really helpful for me just this weekend, (laughs) right? So at the beginning of this podcast episode, I shared like, I have a real life marriage and I get to use these tools myself. So my husband and I had had a conversation and I felt some kind of way at the end of it, let me think, what was the emotion if I would describe? I felt shamed. I felt like he was, like, pointing a finger at me and judging me. And so we ended the conversation. I expressed that I felt like he had kind of an attitude and that my feelings were hurt, right? And I left and I went to, like, go calm myself down, go be with myself and my own emotions And then later, he apologized. He sent me a text message. He had, you know, he had left, but he sent me a text message and explained what he was really trying to do and his intentions, which I knew he was trying to be helpful. I knew he was keeping my needs in mind, which are all things that we worked on as a couple. So I could see that, right? Even in my feeling upset, I could still see that, like, at the end of the day, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. This is how it came off, but I know he means well, right? And so when he apologized, I had a choice at that moment. I could have been like, well, I'm still not over it. I'm still upset because I was actually. It was quite soon after the conversation happened that he apologized, which is also amazing how quickly we can get into a repair cycle. I'm so grateful for that, honestly. Um And I literally just thought, like, this is him making sure we stay on track for the kind of marriage that we want. And so I'm on board, right? So this thought, I want us to be successful as a couple, was really helpful for me being able to receive his apology, right? Number two, in terms of anchoring thought, is I care about how my partner feels, And I want you to just like sit with this because I think when we have arguments and disagreements, we get so like angry and frustrated at each other. We forget that this is someone you actually care about and you do care about their feelings. You don't want them hurting, upset, angry, right? And caring about how your partner feels is true whether or not you actually agree about what they are upset about. This is something that I really hone in on when I'm coaching my clients. Like, yes, you may disagree. Yes, you may think that they're upset about something that to you feels completely ludicrous. But at the end of the day, this is someone you love and they're upset. Right? And you want to treat it as such. And I think about this a lot with kids, right? like my my children are young, and so they get upset about things that I'm just like, "Oh, oh girl, please." <laughs> right? Like, this is not a thing. You don't even need to be upset about this. And so I don't agree with like this being something that you should be upset about, but I do care that she's upset when I have this conversation with my daughter or for my son. I do care that he's upset that he's experiencing a negative emotion in his body or that she's experiencing something that's upsetting to her and uncomfortable for her to deal with. I do care about that. And so I want you to be able to tap into that with your spouse, even when you don't agree with what they're upset about. It doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't have to make sense for you. What you want to focus on is this thought, I care about how my partner feels. Let your heart care Number three, my partner is trying here and I'm open to that. This was another great thought for me this past weekend in receiving an apology, right? It was so clear that he was trying. And I'm always open to positive attempts at connection. And so I want to just reinforce to all of you that it's so important to be noticing the ways your spouse is trying and to honor that. No one is going to get it perfectly every day, all day. And in order to repair, you have to be looking at the positives in light of any missteps. Number four. We can learn from this and do better next time. This is such an important thought for those of you who really get yourselves sort of stuck in the place of like, well, I don't want to rehash our problems and it's pointless to talk about what happened. Again, if you're following me on Instagram or if you're on my email list, those 10 questions to ask yourself really will help you make this thought true. We can learn from this and do better next time. Right? So yes, a unguided, open-ended, whatever happens, happens conversation is not going to be that productive on the heels of an argument. But when you have a structure, when you have a set of questions to be looking at to help guide your growth and your learning and your positive movement forward, it's so productive to talk about what happened. It's so valuable to sit down and process. And it moves you forward lightning speed, right? Because you've learned what you need to learn so that you don't make the same mistakes again. Number five, I'm responsible for how I feel here. Again, you are human with very real human emotions. And whatever you are feeling when you have a disagreement or an argument, whether it's shame, guilt, inadequacy, frustration, anger, rage, whatever you're feeling, it's okay to feel those emotions. And it is also really important that you just take responsibility. When I look back at how I was feeling in this conversation, I had to take 100% responsibility. I knew the exact thought I was thinking about my spouse, which is one of the questions inside of this list of questions. I'm actually going to put them in the show notes too. They're so important. I don't want you to miss them. So I'm going to put those 10 questions in the show notes. So look for them there. Copy them down or go follow me on Instagram at Siobhan parat and save that post so you'll have them. But I'll share those 10 questions in the show notes. But when I asked, like, what was I thinking about my spouse? I knew exactly what I was thinking. And I knew that that was a remnant of just, some childhood stuff. It wasn't even true about him. It was just my lens of always seeing people in a certain way. And so I was reacting to not only that interaction with him, but probably hundreds of interactions in my own upbringing that made me feel the same way. Okay. So I could take responsibility for how how I was feeling because I had that self-awareness. And then number six, I want to be a person that makes myself proud. So many times we think about what we do in relationship to like, does my spouse deserve that? And that's just not the most healthy and mature way of looking at things. You want to be thinking instead like, I want to be proud of how I handle things. My behavior and the standards that I set for myself are not dependent on my spouse being quote unquote deserving. First of all, of course, they're deserving of it. But even if you can't get yourself there because you're so frustrated with them, you deserve it. You deserve to show up and be your best for you because it makes you feel amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, so here are those thoughts again. I want us to be successful as a couple. I care about how my partner feels. My partner is trying here and I'm open to that. We can learn from this and do better next time. I am responsible for how I feel. I want to be a person that makes myself proud when you are thinking these thoughts the next actions of repairing come so much more easily you'll apologize you'll take responsibility for your part in the conversation going wrong you'll be open to receiving an apology You'll correct things without it leading to another argument. You'll be more vulnerable and open. You will seal up that little wound in your connection and be stronger as a couple. Now, for sure, when it comes to actually executing a repair and coming back together after an argument, there are some small techniques there are all some small nuances of how to do that correctly that you'll want to pay attention to. For example, you want to make sure that if you are offering an apology, it's a real apology and not some covert way of still blaming them, right? You want some structure to make sure that you are talking about things in a productive way, which is why those 10 questions are so important. And I want you to know that inside the marriage upgrade, like you're going to learn all of this. You'll have no question of exactly what to do in a repair. You will be able to do it quickly. You will be able to do it effectively. And your marriage will not miss a beat. But you've got to master this mindset first, right? So this is sort of like the, what's it called when you try to get into like an advanced level course, but you have to take like the pre-course. Maybe it's (laughs) pre-course. It's been so long since I've been in school. Now, granted, I was in school forever, but it's been a long time. And I don't remember exactly what it's called. You'll know. You know what I'm talking about. So the pre-course, the prerequisite, that's what it is. The prerequisite, right? The prerequisite for being able to actually apply the repair process and the actual steps effectively is the mindset. So I've given you literally the most important thing because once you adopt this mindset, it's going to be so much easier to do a repair, right? And so I want you to practice these beliefs, And I want you to use the 10 questions that I'm gonna now put in the show notes, but you can also find them on Instagram and in your email inbox if you are an email subscriber. And I want you to use them because I want you to learn and grow and be able to repair quickly and effectively, right? Two announcements. My free masterclass, How to Talk Without Arguing, Arguing? (laughs) Arguing is not even a word. How to Talk Without Arguing is happening this Thursday, February 9th, 9 p.m. Eastern. Just a couple of days. If you haven't registered, get in there and register now and attend that class because I'm going to teach you how to not even get yourself into a place where you have to repair. And then also the marriage upgrade is opening for enrollment on Sunday, February 12th. That is a day you want to mark in your calendar, have had the conversation with your spouse about joining, be ready to click enroll now as soon as possible, because space for that in-person retreat is limited. So either you know exactly what I'm talking about with the marriage upgrade and you're ready to dive in, or maybe if you're a new listener, this is your first time hearing about it and you're like, what is the marriage upgrade? So all of the details can be found on my website, drshavon.com. I will also link to it in the show notes. And so I hope to see you in both of those places in the masterclass this week, as well as inside the marriage upgrade. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I will be back with you next week. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On to when Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B I T dot forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.